Mighty Mike Tene Hotaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Kiamo Tonal Maikoto Katoa coming up on the program. Vaccination rates of 5 to 11 year olds are flagging. In fact, just over half of kids 5 to 11 have had a first dose. Pediatrician Dr. Danny Delore with me on that this afternoon. Also, the politics of dental care. Are our politicians dragging their feet on this? Is it time to move from a user-pays dental care model and placed entirely under the public health system? We discuss. And we've rung around the country for the price of a scale and clean. And by the way, we will tell you what is the most, what's, what's the best place in the country to get a scale and clean. Also today, an investigation in Australia into Airbnb, people being banned for, for the most innocuous of reasons could it be due to what you post on instagram and is growing a veggie garden the real solution to food costs nah says one columnist it's a diversionary tactic to poverty what do you think about that do you have a garden uh, can you feed your family off it text me 2101 email me the panel at rnz.co.nz with me this afternoon linda hellenan freelance garden journalist and author uh, by the way who did a great book on Doris Plum's Linda Cura. Oh, you must stop uh, perpetuating that myth. It was the Danzen. That's right. Is there a difference? <laughs> Absolutely. They're both fabulous plums, though. I wouldn't hold one against the other. Yeah. Uh, also, Fred Kublowski, first time on the panel. Fred is a producer of one of the great New Zealand festivals, the Splore Music Festival. Ketapihekwe, Fred, how are you today? Kira Koto, Namahi Wallace. Hi, Linda. It's good to be here today. So, a uh, uh, lot of uh, messages coming out. A lot of people want to know, Splore 2022, can you give us the goss? When's uh, it happening? Uh, at this point, uh, Splore 2022 has had unfortunately needed to be cancelled and uh, it will be moved, happening in Splore 2023 in February. There was a wee bit of excitement yesterday. Um, yeah around yeah. some rhetorical ideas and a bit of <laughs> excitement when the announcement came that uh, outdoor gatherings would be unlimited. And uh, I, I must say, we did really toss around the idea, but uh, it doesn't quite feel like the right thing to do just yeah. yet. So uh, apologies for any uh, uh, ex- over-excitement out there, but um, <laughs> it, it, it felt good. It certainly got the blood pumping for uh, for a few hours. Yeah, good on you, Fred. All right, a lot of people will be looking forward to that. Anyway, to this. Uh this item from the Whanganui Chronicle caused quite a stir. In an age where your kettle lasts for 12 months, we love to celebrate things that run and run and run. That Kenwood mixer that's 25 years old, the Electrolux that keeps on giving. Well, what about a car that's clocked up 2 million kilometres and is still going? Graham Hebley and his 1993 Toyota Corolla is stuff of legend, and the person who serves that car could not believe it. With us is John Sherman from Guthrie's Auto Care. John, welcome to the panel. Thank you, Wallace. So, John, even you, someone who has seen hundreds, maybe thousands of cars, could not believe what this car clocked up. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty amazing, Wallace, that you know, not only has it done the two million, but it's done it without any engine or transmission you know, rebuilding or overhauling or replacement. So when Graham came in to see you and you see how much it uh, had done, what was the reaction? Well, we've tracked it all the way along over the years, of course, so yeah, we know what it's doing all the time. Um, but I wouldn't have believed it if I didn't actually know it. <laughs> 
So what's the deal here, John? How does a car clock up 2 million Ks? Yeah, look, it's a combination. Um, obviously, the product, firstly, that, that era of vehicle, and particularly Toyota brand, has you know, got a big built-in reliability. Um, I've heard they referred to as over-engineered. You know, over-engineered? Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, the, the hot running... You know, the hot running is a big thing. Explain you know, that for us. Cars, well, when this particular car is started, it's not turned off until it's done 800-odd Ks. So what I mean is, you know, a lot of engine wear occurs on startup and warm-up. So, so the long hot running is just so good for the vehicle. So 2 million Ks uh, is really off the planet, right? What would, you, what, what would you normally see in a very long-running car? Look, apart from Graham's vehicles, <clears throat> I've only seen sort of up to 700,000 or thereabouts, really. Wow, there you go. Yeah. What about you, Linda? Do you have a car that's just uh, gone <laughs> and gone? Maybe a, this is a 93 Toyota Corolla, something of that vintage that just keeps on, keeps on giving? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're pretty old. Oh, Linda first, and then John, you come in. Yeah, I think that this is one of those classic cars, surely, that now needs to be advertised for sale and with one careful lady owner (laughs) or great male owner. That's insane. Well done. Mm. Fred, what about you? I must say I'm not surprised at all. I remember when those cars were, you know, a few years old in the early 2000s. Everyone said, don't... uh, don't, don't look at those uh, vintage Mercedes and whatnot that all my friends were sort of going out and buying and you, you need yourself a 90s Toyota Corolla, they'll run forever and this is testament for that. Um, I, I'd just like to know, you said the, the engines have never been replaced, but um, how about the driver's seat? What sort of condition is that in? The, the driver's seat actually looked at it yesterday when the um, newspaper guys were there and it's had one little patch in the side of the back as your driver's lower back sort of passes over. The rest of the seat is original. Unbelievable. But, Graham, but Graham's very particular and he, he sort of places himself in the seat. He doesn't slouch in or out. And Good on him. He's, he's very kind to the vehicle as well. Yeah. So Graham's been coming to you, John, for 22 years. So you've really got to know this car, haven't you? Correct. Yeah. So finally, John, is is this actually a case of uh, they don't make things like they used to be. People coming through are talking about their long-lived item, and a lot of people are saying, yeah, for example, my Kenwood uh, uh, has been around as long as we've been married, 51 years. So is is this a case of they don't make things like they used to? Yeah, very very much so. I think when this car was built, it was you know built to last, and, and now they seem to be built to a price in, you know, sourced or around the world, whereas this would have been built in the Toyota factory from scratch. Goodness gracious. The, the change in times, yeah. Yeah, well, good on Graham Hebley for uh, keeping his uh, 92 Toyota Corolla in good nick, and John, good on you for uh, servicing the car for all that time. Good as gold. Very, yeah, very, very good. Uh, hmm, I have, by the way, there's a lot of um, garden um, coming coming through. Uh, and one here to Toby here. I once travelled across part of the USA in a 1955 Greyhound bus, which the driver estimated had done 3 million miles. That's almost 5 million kilometres. 5 million uh, k's. Yeah, 5 million k's, John. That's amazing, eh? You're still there. Welcome. You can keep on, you can just stay the whole time if you want to. Um, hey. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> 
we've got a big uh, big menu on this afternoon. Uh, but uh, Fred, it's that whole idea of what they used to call planned obsolescence, isn't it? That these days, you know, things don't last because you've got to go out and buy another one. Yeah, it's a it's a real shame. But I I, I feel like uh, there's more uh, responsibility in being turned on to manufacturers and uh, distributors yeah. and uh, the the I think sort of built built in fixability. I'm not sure if that's the correct term. It sounds like it's coming back into the uh, the general thought because ultimately we're we're going to uh, run out of these resources. So um, mm. we should start uh, reusing them and and upgrading them. I, I love things that can be repaired. You do. You're a repair person. What about mm. you, Linda? Uh, I love things that my dad can repair. Mm. But not so much you. Things are often sent. Well, I, I don't have the skills. Things are often sent no. home. I, I felt like we'd made great success when he managed to fix a pair of expensive hair straighteners once. It's not something I ever thought <laughs> I would be doing as an adult. <laughs> Rolling in the feedback regarding gardens. Anyone who has attempted to provide for their family's veggie needs with a backyard garden and has kept all the receipts for expenditures knows how it'll not save you money over the economies of scale delivered via the grocer and our farmers, says Mark, uh, the American in Rennick. That's interesting. It'd be interesting to know that. But uh, uh, do you and can you and would you be able to support your whānau uh, from your garden veggie plot? And would you like to? 2101. Uh, keep those uh, messages coming or you can email me, the panel at rnz.co.nz. Okie dokie. Time for I've been thinking linda helenan take it away well i i do hate to have a go at the queen because you know she's quite an institution in our lives but i think in this kind of post-covid times when you read the royal news there's just this real dissonance between reality now and seeing you know kate and wills on their royal tour of Belize and jamaica shaking hands with the kids and dancing and all the staged kind of photo ops of their designer clothes and it just seems so nuts don't you think like when you see them now the dissonance between like white colonial history and royalty and then you know nation states whose leadership is basically being handed over to the brits for such a long time it just yeah it strikes me as very unusual and it makes me think that we too will have to have this conversation again once we get over covid don't you think are you a republican I didn't think I was, but clearly, you know, I'm not. I'm not even woke. I'm too old to be woke, <laughs> I would say. But there's just, especially in the photo opportunities, this, it just doesn't seem right anymore to watch. To watch them, I guess, going about doing royal jobs, it just doesn't seem to make sense in modern times. It and I wonder why we persist with it. Yeah, uh, it's um, because there's still, I mean, there's still, needless to say, a huge amount of interest, isn't there, in the royal family. But you're also referring, aren't you, to their um, tour of Jamaica, and they were accused by protesters of ben- benefiting from the blood, tears, and sweat of slaves. Yes, mm. and the... And, and wasn't it wonderful to see their Prime Minister stand up and basically say, you know, lovely to have you here, come for dinner, yeah. but also see you later. And I mean, yes. terribly awkward, and you would have thought that, why would you put yourself in there for that, given, you know, we've had problems with Prince Andrew already this year. But there right. is nothing to be gained from looking like fools in the face of, you know, Republican movements. All right, very interesting, Linda. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Fred, I've been thinking. Uh, thanks, Wallace. Um, well, look, I've, I've been thinking about the um, artists and musicians and performers and all the uh, event professionals whose livelihoods have been on hold for the last few months um, as shows and festivals were cancelled mm. due to COVID. 
Um, yesterday's uh, announcement was finally sort of a glimmer of hope that we're moving through this stage and the response and a return to some live shows and performance is not, is not too far away. So I guess I just wanted to, um, to say to any performers or techs who might be listening that uh, we see you and we, we feel your frustration and we can't wait to be able to come out and um, share your talents again. And I um, just wanted to encourage those listening to um, book shows and performances when they start to be announced again. Um, let's continue to support our, our local artists and our industry, um, you know, as well as enjoying some of the international talent that is bound to start coming along soon as well. And you will know this whole infrastructure quite well, Fred, being the producer of Explore, one of the big music, music festivals. Uh, those lighting people, those techs, those soundies, the performers, uh, they must be just so fizzing to get out there and, yeah, do, they, their, you know, and do their craft, huh? Yeah, that's right. Look, they, they, they exist behind the scenes and uh, at a time when... Uh, uh, like this, uh, you know, they're still behind the scenes. So you sort of hear about the artists having it really hard, but also the yeah, you know, all the support crews are, are you know, picking up. Uh, you know, not, not hardly anyone's sitting on their on their hands. They're picking up odd jobs and uh, diversifying into other industries or uh, volunteering their time. But um, uh, that's that's possibly a danger for the industry as well that these people may not be able to come back. Um, they might have been lured off to more. Oh. Uh, more steady jobs, um, and so that's yeah, that's there's a bit of a danger, but I'm hopeful. I, I can I'm feeling sort of optimistic that there is a there is some hope. There's actually a, I think you might have spoken to to someone the other day a a, 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 a walk across Auckland for for uh, for soundies and uh, crews. I can't remember what it's called exactly, yes. but um, there's something going on in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, it's an organised uh, organised event where people can join a walk. Um, I'll look Good it on up you, and, Fred. Uh, All right. Good to have you on the program. That is uh, Fred Kublowski, Linda Helen, and joining me this afternoon. Stay with us. You're on the panel uh, NZ National right here, 4 to 5.